podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Shut up and sit down. Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcasts Nation. We upload three shows a week, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. We have the Andy Campbell Championship Show, where the former Premier League striker, Cardiff City legend, provides expert analysis and talk the latest championship results and news every Wednesday. The best way to support us and keep bringing, help us keep bringing you interesting shows, great guests, is by subscribing to YouTube, leaving comments and sharing our video posts and a like. Okay, so today we are talking Breaking Bad Season 1. So just like we did with the the MCU, where in the run-up to Avengers Endgame, we uh, got, me and Reese got together and we uh, discussed Phase 1 and we went through all the films, Phase 2, Phase 3, all the way up. They were a good fun, good laugh. Good shows, nice light-hearted stuff, and uh, we're going to do the same now as uh, Breaking Bad. This recently announced film, El Camino, which is out at the start of October, and we're going to do like a sort of shortish show, about 45 minutes-ish, where we're going to discuss each season with the last show coming out the uh, couple of days before the release of El Camino. So joining me, like I mentioned there, is uh, my buddy from the Conspiracy Theories and Serial Killer Shows, Reese. Welcome, buddy. You right? All right, Si. Hello, everyone. Yeah, so we're... Uh, so, yeah, the Avengers, uh, the Marvel ones were good fun when we did them. We just sort of relived all the different phases. So it'll be the similar. I'm I'm relatively lucky. I watched uh, I watched Breaking Bad, all of it, recently. I say recently, like in the last couple of months, I've watched them all again. Uh, so I'm fairly refreshed. Well, I think I'll be quite fresh, like as I walk walk through it and go through the different seasons. Seasons. I watched just... it when it came out, so I'm going to be rusty, mate. You're leading the yeah, way. Yeah, you remember it, wouldn't you? I think Keith. The other thing is as well. It's like same with it. Like anything, and as you're talking about it, you start to remember things. My biggest problem is going to be trying to separate the series yeah. as, I, as I think of it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's good, good stuff, right? It's, um, it's right, like for me, the best kind of my favorite all time TV series is like Breaking Bad, Lost, Prison Break, and Blacklist. I think they're like the four which kind of really stick out for me. Black, Blacklist and Prison Break are definitely way up there for me. Nobody's going to like this, but Lost and Breaking Bad, they spoiled it with the endings a bit for me. I oh, see Breaking Bad. I thought the Especially ending. Lost. Yeah, I see. I'm one of the few who loved Lost all the way through. People got a bit fed up of it, but um, Breaking Bad. See, I thought the ending of the last, like obviously the last season, I thought it was really well done because they could have taken like the the easy way out of giving them all like this big kind of happy ending and 
I'm glad that they didn't because that's not the story. You know, he was he was always going to get caught eventually, and he was you know he was always going to blow up in his face. So yeah, I'm glad that they were brave enough to do that, and they still left enough and ambiguity or whatever the word is that he could still turn up in this film without them having to kind of like backtrack and rewrite loads of stuff and come up with like a bizarre reason how he's still alive and all this sort of thing like totally so if they'd never brought this film out they could still say you know you could still assume that he died and that was the ending but you could also say that you know you didn't they didn't quite confirm it should we say so yeah it's gonna be good so we're gonna start with season one today um just like a little outline of breaking bad i'm sure everyone knows anyway but obviously breaking bad was a crime drama television series created by vince gilligan who was very very talented dude it was originally on amc in america I think in uh, in the UK, I think I've got a feeling it was on Channel 5 first. So I mean, like Channel 5 or Channel 4. Channel 5, I think it was. Ran like five. That, yeah, it was on like a weird, like less sort of... It wasn't huge, was it, that then? No. It took a... I remember seeing the trailer for the first time and I was like, oh, that looks really good. And it's got the guy, it's got the dad from Malcolm in the Middle in, which was like, oh, that looks interesting. And like he's got on he's gone on to like, you know, like uh, some actors, they get kind of pigeonholed as always like similar characters, don't they? And like, yeah. looking back on it, you'd have thought that he would always be in that kind of comedy slapstick kind of role if he went into movies or if he had TV shows. But he's actually done quite a few good serious roles since then. Yeah. Because he also did a film recently, didn't he, with Kevin Hart, where he plays um, uh, a guy with ALS, I think it is. I haven't seen it. I'm not sure if it's ALS or if it's... He's got some sort of disability where he's in a wheelchair, basically, and Kevin Hart is like, helping him and stuff. I haven't seen the film, but I've seen the trailer. Um, but from what I saw of it and what I've read about it, he was very, very good in it. Um, and he's been a few different things you know and he's turned up like as a different type of character yeah so i always like to see uh, the you know actors <coughs> try trying out different roles giving their acting chops some uh, some stretching um so yeah the basis of the series is walter white is a chemistry teacher he's got a wife and two kids at the start he's kind of like a bit of a nerd um he He's quite depressed and down because he's just like the, the kind of running of the mill, going to work every day in life. Um, and then he finds, he, yeah, and he like he doesn't at the start at that point, like he wouldn't easily, he just kind of goes along with whatever people say, doesn't he? He doesn't rock the boat. He doesn't always perhaps give his opinion of something. If he disagrees, he'll kind of just nod or go along with whatever's being said, um, which obviously that develops and his character develops a very different uh, persona and <clears throat> comes out of his shell, shall we, shall we say. Uh, he finds out he's got stage three lung cancer, 
which kind of changes uh, his outlook on life because he wants to leave his wife money. Um, and then he gets together with a former student, Jesse Pink- Pinkman, who's um, like early 20s at the time. And uh, he basically turns to a life of crime by using his chemistry teaching skills to produce crystallized methamphetamine. Uh, and Jesse is already selling uh, meth and to make it selling drugs to to make his money, and they kind of come together and they make this pure uh, pure meth that everyone wants to buy, and so so it began as it were. Am uh, I right in thinking he was selling just marijuana, Jesse? No, because I think. He was cooking um, his own meth um, because he was he had like a decent meth, which it was quite popular. But when Walt comes on board, he kind of takes the purity to a whole new level. Yeah. That's how they end up becoming more sort of involved with you know gangsters and stuff. Um, yeah, so this. this they start off cooking small batches of meth in this, uh, what would you call it? It's like a, it's a Humvee, but I don't know what you'd call it in, what's the UK version? Basically, like a, like a, a car, motorhome. Uh, motorhome, that's the one. I An RV, they call it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. And um, so they're like cooking in the desert there. Um, and like, what I like about this as well is throughout all five series, there's loads of callbacks to previous episodes and uh, previous things. So, like, in the first couple of episodes, they're in this RV and they're cooking up meth in the desert in, like, the very first couple of episodes of the series or, or in the first series. I'm not sure how far in. Um, and then in the last series, there's, like, a big shootout. Well, I won't say what it is now, just in case people are going to watch it between now and then. But in the, there's like a big shootout in the desert in the same place. And Walt's pants, which he took off and lost in the first series, are still there. And it's like, it's, it's like there's a lot of stuff like that throughout the, there's particularly the latter parts of the series, latter series. Um, there's a lot of like callbacks to earlier stuff, which I think is always a sign of a good show because you're like rewarded for investing your time if they're calling back to stuff from earlier seasons. Um, and that's what I want. I want like the right, I want my TV shows to assume that I've been paying attention and assume that I'm clever enough to work stuff out rather than like dumbing it down and explaining everything and, and get a bit tedious then. So, the uh, the first sort of part of the season one is, I suppose, what you would call is Heisenberg's origin. So, like Heisenberg is the the name which Walt ends up using as his like pseudonym or his basically his fake name. So he didn't want to use his real name for obvious reasons. He um. The pilot is episode. How many goes to meet that Tuco? Yeah, so I think that's the first that. time he uses it, isn't it? When he meets kind, Tuco, like kind of be scary, isn't it? Yeah, because he, he obviously he's, he's that's the first time he starts to create the actual 
persona. Yeah. Whereas before that, he's kind of it's just him and Jesse, and Jesse knows exactly. You know, he knows what he's like. That he's quite shy and sort of retiring type. Um. So like the first episode, they're kind of he's. Walt White is a, he's a 50-year-old chemistry teacher, but he secretly begins making the, the meth to support his family with Jesse after he finds out he's got terminal lung, lung cancer. He, team, uh, he teams up with Jesse, who's already a meth dealer. Uh, Jesse tries to sell the meth that they made, but the dealers snatch him and make him show them the lab, um, which is obviously is the RV. Walt knows that the dealers are intended to kill him, so he poisons one of the dealers uh, while they're, while he pretends to show them their method of cooking. Um, so, like, even in that first episode, you go straight from kind of quiet and assuming Walter White, chemistry teacher, finds out he's got lung cancer, wants to make quick money for his family before he dies, meets up with Jesse, and he he meets up with Jesse because Hank at uh, Walter's brother-in-law is a DEA agent and he takes him on a ride along um, and they're staking out a meth lab and Jesse Walt sees Jesse escape out the window as the DEA have gone in. And instead of like alerting Hank to, or Jesse, there's one getting away. He realizes that he recognizes him and he goes to see him later on. And that's how they kind of get back in contact, which is quite a, a unique way to do it. And also, that kind of sets up that dynamic between the three of them for the whole five seasons, where Hank is just completely oblivious to what that Walt could ever be involved uh, in it. There's even a point in, I think, season four, where there's like a piece of paper which has got, or in a book, I think, so when someone's written down a message in a book and given it to Walt and it says something like a message and it says WW in it and Hank asks Walt, what do you think the WW stands for? And he's like uh, Woodrow Wilson and he says Walter White but like jokingly, it still didn't dawn on him and this first episode kind of set that up nicely that dynamic i thought oh yeah they're classed together in there considering like the age gap the difference in life everything about them they paired it up lovely yeah it's, i just like i think it's safe to say like the unsung unsung hero for the whole series uh in terms of acting is jesse like his yeah. uh the, i forget his name um Oh, Aaron, Aaron something in it. Um, What's his name? Aaron Paul is it? Aaron, Aaron something in it. I think it's Aaron Paul. Um, I saw come to me now. It's got drawn a blank. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Aaron Paul is um, is acting throughout the whole thing, and he does so many different versions of Jesse within the, within all the series. He goes like he's junkies in recovery, turning over a new leaf. He feels guilty about some of the stuff he's done he's, when he's captured. And like, there's so many different aspects to what he plays. Desperate, angry, sad. He just does it so well. I also think one of the best actors in it is um, Walt's wife. 
uh, I feel like she... Uh, Skyler. Yeah, she's her acting, I thought, was really good all the way through. I thought the one thing, although we're saying that, I think it's season three um, where she kind of takes... She does like a whole U-turn in character and she almost becomes like this like gangster's mole. And that was the one thing where throughout the whole thing where I was a bit like, oh, I'm not sure if that fits kind of the story. But then as it progresses, you kind of find out why. Um, you know, and she's like, it's her way of trying to deal with it. And she's trying to keep the kids away and all that sort of stuff. Um, to be honest, I think that's just like a typical mem thing. No matter what the problem is, they're going to step up and deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, and I think she realises that even though she wasn't involved, if Walt gets caught, it's got a massive impact for, you know, for all of them, regardless of whether you know she had any knowledge of what he's been doing. So she was kind of in the position where she either needs to turn him in or try and help him launder the money and get away with it. But we are jumping ahead a bit there. Um, so then after he poisons uh, one of the people who, so yeah, at the end of the first episode of the first season, he's, the dealers are forcing them to share their recipe of how they make this pure meth. And he, um, he poisons one of them while pretending to share it. And then the next episode, they're trying to dispo- dispose of the, the two bodies of the dealers because um, they're still in the RV and it becomes like, increasingly complicated throughout the whole episode when I think one of them wakes up uh it's got a weird name crazy crazy eight I think crazy his name eight. Was. yeah he wakes up so one of them's dead and one of them's not so they um they tie him up in Jesse's basement and they're like trying to decide what to do when they're asking him questions and then on the other side of it you've got Walt's wife is growing suspicious of his behaviour change and he's staying out late. He's been really secretive and she doesn't really know what to make of it. They also find out that she's having a baby girl. So she's like quite heavily before she's pregnant. Um, And it's all these different aspects of the story. And then they're going to get rid to get rid of one of the body. Walt gives Jesse a uh, load of instructions to go to like a hardware store and get like hydrochloric acid and this special type of tub to dissolve the bodies. When Jesse, yeah, and Jesse goes to get the ingredients. He gets all the ingredients, but he couldn't get the tub. Come if he couldn't get it or he couldn't get a big enough word or something. Um, but then basically he gets fed up of waiting for Walt to answer his phone because Walt is still working at this point in the school and he's dealing with his family problems and he doesn't want to speak to Jesse if he's with Skylar or if he's in work so he ignores his calls. Um, Jesse gets fed up waiting and puts the body into the bathtub mm. instead of using the special tub to do it, dissolves the body in the tub, thinks he's done a really good job and, you know, it's all great. Walt eventually turns up at the house, and as they're talking, the the, the bathtub comes through the ceiling um, at the house because obviously it just completely ate through the bath and the floor. <laughs> uh, 
and the ceiling, which is a classic moment of TV. Um, that's like right up there for me of like when uh, Del Boy falls through the bar on Only Falls and Horses and those kind of classic yeah. moments which we've played forever and ever and they'll be on like greatest TV moments, you know, those shows and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, like the first, those first two episodes, like a lot happens real quick. Um, so it doesn't take too long for you to get from the quiet chemistry teacher to there being these, these bodies, which they've got to dispose of. Um, and because of the speed of it and the speed that it goes from like zero to a hundred, if you like, it means that you, you know, straight away that Walt is changing. Um, and he's got no problem doing things that maybe his character wouldn't have dreamed of previously, um, which is obviously an ongoing thing, isn't it? Throughout all the seasons, his actions get worse and worse um, in terms of what he's willing to do to avoid getting caught. Um, so, like, in this episode, you kind of like, oh, you know, they're, they're bad people. So they were just trying to protect themselves because if they hadn't killed those two guys, or if they hadn't killed that guy, they would have killed them after they got the recipe. So you can kind of like empathize with Walt and Jesse at that point because you're like, yeah, you know, they were they were going to kill them as soon as they had that like recipe. The, so the world's most yeah. like lovable drug dealers ever. Yeah. You can see it, can't you? You can see why they had to kill them because they knew they were going to kill them. Whereas some of the stuff that Walt does, like in the latter seasons, is you start to lose, or he goes from like lovable drug dealer trying to make money for his family before he dies to like full blown villain. Yeah, which is incredible storytelling when you think of it, and you think of like. Where, where it starts with him being this chemistry teacher and they are able to tell this story of a chemistry teacher becoming a drug dealer and a gangster and a murderer and like make it really interesting make you care about the characters but also <clears throat> make it go for like so you get to a certain point where you're like no nah, he's a bastard now whereas without do you know what I mean like yeah. sometimes like in films like good fellas and stuff like that they can make the the gangsters too likable does that make sense and then i think it takes away from the story for me even though god good fellas is one of my favorite films it's like he has he's gone from like my mild chemistry teacher to like al capone status yeah and like if you're watching a tv show or a film about people doing bad things once they've got you to care about the characters, you need to, or I, th- I think you should be able to, you, you want to tell the story that makes sure that the audience doesn't still, like, want to be on their side almost. Yeah. Like, he did, they, they, they managed to turn him full, full villain. And I think in the end, they kind of nearly turned him back again, which again yeah. is quite considerable achievement. Um, so then it goes on to the next series where Walt can't decide whether he's going to kill or not kill Crazy Eight and 
and then Hank's wife thinks that Walter Jr. is smoking marijuana and asks Hank to scare him straight. And that you see a bit more of Hank and Marie um, and then a bit more of Walter Jr. And these episodes come in. Um, Walter brings Crazy Eight something to eat, but things turn a bit bad because Walter collapses as he's going down the stairs into the basement. And when he wakes up, he tells uh, Crazy Eight that he's got lung cancer. They start talking about like different things. They find out they've actually got some stuff in common. Um, but Walt decides to release Crazy Eight. But then as he's disposing of the plate, which was broken as he had fallen, he sees that there's uh, called part of the broken plate, a shard uh, of the plate which was broken is missing. So while he was unconscious, Crazy Eight had swiped a bit of it. Um, and concealed it to use as a weapon against them. So Walt basically pretends that he's going to release him, confronts him with this information, and they have a a bit of... He immediately attacks him, and he garrots him. They have a bit of a a scramble, and Walt chokes him with the garrot. But then I think at this point it's still self-defense because he had decided like do you know what i mean he's still not a villain at that point he's still not a bad guy because he had decided to release him it it was absolutely brutal but they kept him livable throughout yeah because they they like played on your emotions of like he collapses and you think oh my and then they talk and they've got like oh they got something in common and and then he decides he's going to let him go he's not going to you know, go through with it and kill it. Then he realizes, oh, hang on, he's going to kill me as soon as I release him. Then they have like a fight and he kills him in the fight because it's like him or them, uh, him, you know, him or him. Um, it's just so good, like storytelling. It's very, very good, very good. Um, and this is where it really starts, the, the first series really starts to, to hot up then. <clears throat> as well as the stuff that we just discovered, like the, you've got the two bodies they had to get rid of. You've got the the comedic part of it of the bath coming through the roof. You've got Walt's fam or Walt's wife getting suspicious. You've brought in Hank and Marie and the DA DEA side of it, and they start showing Hank more. He's looking for this new drug kingpin around town, unaware that it's Walt, but he. Walt tells the family that he's got cancer. Jesse goes to visit his own family. He finds out that his younger brother is smoking weed. Um, but he's very successful in like school and sports and stuff. But he's also smoking weed. Um, his parents find a joint, but Jesse covers for him, even though his parents think that you know he's like a loser and whatever. And their younger son is like the perfect son he could have ratted out his brother and he doesn't and i just think that was again you saw this side of jesse which was just like you almost wanted him to say no it's not mine because you felt sorry for him because his parents were being so not very nice to him because he'd let him down so many times 
and it's like you almost, as an audience, like you're watching it and you wanted him to almost grasp his brother so that they would be like, oh, I'm so sorry for blaming you. And he doesn't, he covers for him and he, yeah. but he doesn't, he doesn't give him the joints at the end. He stamps on it. Um, it's just a waste, but there we go. Uh, Walt also announced in this episode, so Walt also announces that he's got cancer at the family barbecue. So that develops that story some more. Uh, and then we go towards the, so there's eight episodes in the first series. So we're there up to episode five then. Uh, some of Walt's old friends. So basically there's, um, when Walt was in university, him and two friends created a company called uh, Grey Matter, uh, Gretchen, and I forget the name of the guy, uh, who are, they're a married couple. But when they're in university, Gretchen and Walt were together and Walt actually came up with the company name and he had a big input on like the company's beginnings. But then Walt decided that he wanted to concentrate on his education and he went on to be a teacher while the company went on to be like this multi-billionaire, you know, massive co- uh, company. Uh, they offered to pay for Walt's treatment. He refuses. Jesse attempts to cook his own, uh, cook the meth on his own, but he can't replicate what Walt does with it. Uh, and Walt Jr. gets caught buying beer, by and Hank is called. <clears throat> um, what else happens in that episode? Yeah, but then uh, Walt's family tries to do like an intervention type thing because Walt is pre- refusing to have chemotherapy. He just wants to you know, basically die in peace and not lose his hair and go through all the pain of yeah. chemotherapy and that sort of <clears> stuff. <throat> uh, eventually he refuses. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, initially he refuses and then he kind of says he'll do the chemotherapy. Um, so to, uh, despite being offered funding by Gretchen, um, and the guy, which I can't remember the name of, who owned the company, he still won't take the money for that. But he goes back to Jesse's house and asks that they resume their partnership and, you know, get back to cooking meth. And basically, he tells his wife that he's going to receive the money from Gretchen and her husband, when in reality, he's going to pay for it himself with the the money from the meth. Um, and yeah, it's like you really start getting into at this point is when you really start getting into the the lies he's telling to all the different people to explain his actions, whilst also really start to feel his desperation of holding it all together because he's lying to his wife about where the money's coming from, but he yeah. won't just won't take the money from Gretchen, which would obviously be a lot easier and you start to feel um like his desperation of his situation but him wanting to try and keep control of it himself hello yeah sorry mate sorry you um, broke up a bit then mate uh, you're right you feel like you you've got like the uh, like you could feel the desperation of him trying to keep control of his situation 
Like he doesn't want to take that money off Gretchen and her husband. He wants to pay for it himself, even though he knows he doesn't have the money to pay for his treatment. So he knows that that means he's going to have to cook more meth and, you know, up the operation and really push on with it as opposed to just making some extra money to give to his family when he dies. He's now got to, you know, get the money to pay for his treatment, which he's, and that's part of the reason he didn't want to have the treatment because he wanted to save all the money, which he was earning from cooking meth for his family when he died. So then that's another part of why the operation and the selling of the meth gets bigger, isn't it? Because he's got to pay for that as well. It's it's not just that. I think the money and the power thing just takes over, didn't it? Yeah, it's like he slowly gradually. I think it's, I'm not sure if it's this episode or I think it's a couple of episodes on. You see a change in his character with how he speaks to Gretchen when she questions him. She, you know, uh, Skylar eventually slips up or like in a conversation with Gretchen says thanks for paying for Walt's treatment and his lies get found out. And when she confronts Walt, you see a complete change in his demeanour, yeah. whereas before he was like quite mild-mannered. I think he says something like in the middle of a restaurant, just says, tells it basically to get fucked, like sh- screams in her face. Um, so yeah, so they they up there, um, going into the last three episodes of the first season, they, they completely up the operation of meth. They're, they're really moving and making a lot um they've got the agreement that walter cooked the meth jesse's got to sell it um and in episode six jesse finds out why walt has suddenly decided to start becoming a drug dealer and they have like a bit of a heart to heart about that and jesse you can see in that jesse genuinely cares about walt um like he's quite shocked that Walt has got cancer and he mentions that his aunt died of cancer and he had cared for her and stuff. So even early on in this first season, you can see that, like, you know, Jesse really gives a shit what happens to Mr. White. It's not just like a money thing for him. Yeah. And I think that's like Jesse's an ongoing... a good kid, isn't he? Deep down. Yeah. It's like an ongoing thing throughout all the series, isn't it? It's like no matter how much money Jesse ends up with, it doesn't make him happy at all. Like he always, he's only ever happy when he gets into like a, like a long-term relationship or he's, when he's got the person, when the girl he's got a relationship with has got the kid, he's like, he wants something more, doesn't he? He wants family. Um, And I think he gets that from that. What's that? He wants what Walter's got. Yeah, and I think he wants, like he's he he sees Walter as like that father type figure as well. I think, as the particularly as the series goes on, um, <clears throat> Hank discovers or ties. They find, which again calls back to the first episode where Walt had taken uh, the masks and chemical uh, protection, protective gear from the school he worked at. They found one of the masks where they had dropped it, where they were trying to dispose of the bodies from the RV. Uh, and Hank just 
links it back to the school and he goes to see Walt at work uh, and uh, it makes for some in like it's quite a funny little scene where Hank turns up at the school and Walt is quite surprised and then Jesse phones while I think he I can't remember if he phones while he's there or just as he's walks into the room and he's on the phone to Jesse but you've always got that interaction between three of them where Hank is seems oblivious and Walt is always up to something and every conversation that Walt is having with him from in Hank's eyes it's like an innocent conversation he's just interested in it because he enjoyed the ride along so much at the start you know in the first episode he enjoyed that ride along with Hank seeing what like the police do whereas really he's trying to get information about whether it's the dealers or how close they are to finding this you know the latest drug dealers or who's been arrested it's very cleverly cleverly written and cleverly portrayed i think oh yeah definitely it, it draws you in but it's it's weird this i, I don't know what it is with the show yeah, because it's not like full of action, is it? No. And it's not like Lost, where at the end of every episode you've got like 20 million questions and you can't wait to watch the next episode to try and get some answers. Do you know what I mean? Or like Prison Break, where there's like a cliffhanger almost every episode and you just like, I need to watch the next episode straight away. Or yeah. like. Like with this, you can kind of see what's going to happen, but you need to know how it's going to happen. Mm hmm. <clears throat> so uh what else happens with that? Walt shaves his head where he's having the treatment um rather than waiting for it to fall out. I think some of it did fall out and then rather than sort of waiting for the rest of it to go, he shaves his head, which is another uh kind of indicator of his changing persona where yeah. he's becoming a bit more aggressive and a bit more confident in himself as well as a as a gangster he starts wearing the hat as well which is obviously iconic now oh yeah um then when the initial batch of meth only yields about two thousand six hundred dollars uh walt demands that jesse find a new distributor to fund because he needs to make more money for his medical expense expenses uh Jesse gets connected to Tuco, uh, who is a drug dealer who replaced Crazy Eight. And he actually uh, got connected to Tuco through uh, through the lawyer, Saul Goodman, which you don't find out in this episode. But I watched Better Call Saul recently, which I hadn't seen before. And Tuco's in that, and you see how they got to know each other. It's really interesting because what you find is in Better Call Saul, the links are quite loose. It's not like in your face, Breaking Bad prequel, but it's just like little characters here and there. And you can see how Saul's character changes. And it's really like quite interesting how they did it. Um, so, yeah, Tuco basically replaced crazy eight who they killed but obviously tuco doesn't know um and when they go to make the deal 
uh, no, Jesse goes to make the deal initially. Chuko beats him, beats him up, and steals his meth. Uh, to which it's the first time you really see uh, Walt become Heisenberg because he returns to Tuco's lair uh, at the end of the episode. He causes a massive explosion in Tuco's hideout, uh, and then Tuco is in, impressed, intimidated whatever you may call it, and he decides that he'll deal with Walt properly because obviously he had ripped him off initially. And I think that's the first time you see the Walt and the Heisenberg character develop, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And that's when the game steps up a level, doesn't it, when Tuco becomes involved? Yeah, because Tuco's crazy. Like he's proper nuts. Like, and I think he beats Jesse. Goes to his office, doesn't he? And he's like, he's got the meth, and he's like, I just want to get paid and get out of here. He's surrounded by guys, and Chuko basically like robs him and beats him just because he can and because he found it funny. And then Walt marches in there with his hat, and he's like, you see that? It's the first time you see the persona of. Like aggression and confidence, and he he's walks in. No, Walt, isn't he? Yeah, and you see, and like he's never, even though he's never done that before, he he walks into like a room of gangsters and gangbangers as if he's done it a million times. Um, and it's that's like to me that is where the series just goes right up a notch because you know that everything's going to go crazy from now on. Um, and then it's the finale of season one. Um, it's called uh, a rough, no rough stuff type deal. Um, Walt and Jesse faced uh, difficulties producing the large amount of meth, which they had promised to Tuco. Um, I think they were struggling to get some of the ingredients they needed. Uh, Skylar confronts Marie because she's been shoplifting um, and she gave uh, Skyler like a baby tiara for the the baby shower but Skyler didn't like it and she went to take it back to the shops um, and they basically said it'd been stolen and there's like a big thing of Marie's basically been getting treatment for kleptomaniac and uh, kleptomania and she's been shoplifting and it kind of kept it a secret between her and Hank. Um, so you've it's like the other aspect of it then, because that's the first time you really see the t- two sisters not in a group setting where they're all having a, like a barbecue or something. And it's like that again later on in the series becomes a big storyline between the two of them. Um and then Walt and Jesse use thermite to break into a warehouse so they can steal a large uh, barrel of methylamine, which is the ingredient they were struggling to get. The methylamine is necessary for the new recipe um, because it can produce so much more meth in a short amount of time without the need to procure large quantities of... I can't even pronounce that word, Um, but it's basically like... cough syrupy type stuff i believe but i don't know but um yeah they so they change because he's a chemistry teacher he's able to 
you know, come up with different ways of making it more effectively. Um, and they go and steal like this barrel barrel of methylamine. Um, they deliver the, they, you know, they get the amount of chuco, which is what they need. Um, but right at the end, during the transaction, they exchange the meth and the money. And one of Chuko's uh, guys makes like a really innocuous comment to Walt and Jesse, something like, you know what will happen if, you know, you don't do as you're told or you don't do it on time. And Chuko beats him to death. Um, <laughs> it just, again, just like really shows like how unhinged he is and how, they're gonna like and the looks on their face and like their reaction to it is very much like you can tell that they do not know how they're gonna handle working with this guy he's a raven fucking lunatic really let's be fair yeah um and that's that's uh that's season one um like i was skeptical coming into the show i was like am i gonna enjoy this and like some of the trailers and the promotional stuff was like Brian Cranston in his underwear holding a gun with an RV in the background and red smoke. And I was like, they almost seem like a little bit forced. Is this just going to be like aiming for that teenage demographic? And I'm not going to like be able to relate to it or do you know what I mean? I wasn't sure how I'd take to it. Yeah, it's um, not what you expect, is it? No, and then when I when you get into it, it's not like that at all. It's not like just stuff for the sake of stuff. It's a dynamic and deep, and it's got like a real like the drug deal inside of it is realistic, but the the characters which they create and the stories that they're all involved in, they all interlink into the main overriding story. But you care about all the characters, yeah. Like, and it- it's well, weirdly, it's, it's like a comedy without any funny bits. Yeah. If I can describe it like that. It's just, it's got everything, but nothing in abundance. Yeah. It's, it's just the right strange. sprinkling of everything. You know, violence, thriller, comedy. There's, there's just the right amount of everything in there. And what I like about the violence is it's not like just violence for violence sake. It's like, it's there for a reason to progress the story or to to really show you that Tuco is unhinged and he cannot be controlled. You can't, like, manipulate him or manage him because he's too un- unpredictable. Or that Jesse really cares about Walt, even though it's like a business thing. And then you've got, like, the sisters and you've got... Because Han- at first, I don't think and- Walt... Is really bothered by Jesse, is he? he doesn't care about him or anything at first. Money. It develops, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and they, you know, they become, as the series go on, they become like reliant on each other, not just in the business sense, but like from like a, a mental and, and health sense and, and a like support network for each other because obviously they can't talk about it to like Walt can't discuss it with his family pressures of it all and when they've got people after them and this type of stuff so he's they lean on each other a lot yeah um, and like it's the dry you know it's got a lot of drama in it like you say it's funny um 
I like the 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 way they do the opening credits as well with the every person's name has got um like the periodic you know like the periodic table and you've got like the yeah. shortened thing for the different elements so it's like in each name they've like highlighted a different element just stuff like that it's just really like creative and interestingly done um and like you say it's not i wouldn't say it's like a drama i wouldn't say it's a comedy I wouldn't even say like it's a, like a black comedy. It's just, it is a drama, but it's like it's, it's, not it's, an it's got the right smidgen of everything, yeah. haven't it? Mm. Um, but I do think it's the character work and the character. It's the character writing and the acting which really sets it apart from a lot of other TV shows. Yeah, the the story's not overpowering, but it's all like wow. And there's a lot of little stories within the big story. It's not just like the Jesse and Walt story. Whilst it is about Walt White and his journey to drug kingpin and beyond, it's also about his family, Jesse's family, or in the first season about Jesse's family, or Jesse's quest for a family as like the series go on. And then you've got like Walter Jr. and the baby come in and Hank and Marie. And like Hank is like a really successful DEA agent. He's getting promotions and like he's very, you know, he's a very good police officer. But he's not aware that his brother-in-law is the big, huge drug dealer that he's looking for. And, you know, at some point, somewhere down the line, he's going to find out. And you're kind of waiting for when it's going to find out. And then, yeah, it's, um, I just think it's quality. I just think the way it's written is quality. Um, yeah, like it's, I say. It's, it's kind of predictable, but you have no idea how it's going to get there. Yeah, I don't know. And, like, what I like about the first series as well is, like, Skylar's like almost refusal refusal to accept that Walt's behavior is really bizarre. She kind of she wants to address it and she's like questioning him, you know, why are you out late? He'll come up with a ridiculous excuse and she accepts it. But you can tell by her acting that, you know, she's you can see like the the brain ticking along and yeah, she's trying to work out what's going on. Is he having an affair? You know, is he? And I think at one point he says that he's been smoking marijuana, and like that's this huge thing for her. Like she's like shocked. That's, that, that's right. She doesn't he it's, say Jesse's his pop dealer? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the one. And it's like she is like disgusted and you know really shocked by this. And it's like you can see on Walt's face then he's like Jesus. Imagine you knew what I was really doing kind of thing and she goes to see jesse and and says stay away from walt don't send him you know don't sell him pot and even the scenes with jesse when he goes to see his family it's like you see a different side to jesse then because you don't see like the street smart kid who smokes weed and cooks drugs you see that like he's got like these weaknesses and faults with from his family's point of view, but also like he wants to be with his family and he wants to be in the house 
you know, going for tea at their house and seeing his brother. But because of the things he's done, you know, over the years before that, he's not kind of welcome and they want him to be, you know, clean and stuff like this before he can come back. And then he covers for his brother. And there's just a lot of different aspects to it. Um, so next episode, we'll have a look at uh, season two. Because season one finishes on, I wouldn't say, again, not a cliffhanger, but it's kind of like it leaves you hanging, where Tuco beats the his his own guy to death for saying not a lot. And it's, uh, yeah, you follow. You, you kind of want to know where it's going to go from there. Um, and boy, does it go somewhere. Yeah, it does. Uh, and we'll be back for another one, another sh- a season two show. Uh, they're going to come thick and fast, these are, because I think the film comes out on the 6th, so these are going to be coming quick, quick, sharp. We may, maybe... Will uh, me and Reese will discuss our availability and stuff, and if we can, we might bunch in season two and three together in one show. Maybe we'll see, see what uh, what we're like for days and times. But uh, in the meantime, you can catch me on Twitter at acecast underscore nation. Reese is on Twitter at Shaw Celtic, and you can watch all our shows on video at youtube.com slash acepodcastnation or audio format where you can get all the different podcasting apps and download for free. Uh, until next time, we will uh, see, you, see you next episode, as it were. Cheers, Reese. Cheers, Sai. Always a pleasure. Cheers, guys. See you next week. Good night. God bless. And remember, kids, the drugs don't work. Network.